Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, we are back with the number one podcast in Nigeria, the Terms and Conditions Podcast by Pulse. Melody, take your witchcraft out. We are reporting live from the heart of Afrobeats, Lagos, Nigeria. Shout out to Bankuli. <laughs> I didn't say capital, I said the heart. <laughs> the heart of Afrobeats. And we are in the building with our first guest from politics. That's right. Man's, man's about to get political in it, in it. It's about that time. It's about that time. It's about that time. Listen, if you don't have your voter's card, please go and register. Even if you have not, I've registered, but I've just not gotten my card. Tolani, do you have your card? No. Have you registered? No. We'll, we'll come back to that. It's Melody, fine. do you have your card? Yes. You have your card? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, why are you asking? Why, why, did, why didn't you ask Lani twice? I'm just checking. Why are you checking mine? I'm just checking. Because women lie. All the time. God, God is good. <laughs> All women the- lie. <laughs> you know what they say in the church of Afrobeats? Joy comes in the morning, but for lack of for the night, we are live in the building. Nobody with a very said that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever said that. We are live. <laughs> Joy comes in the morning, but for lacking for the night. We have a great, great guest in the building. Um, He's running for office. He's running for office and he's come to join us today to talk culture, to talk politics. Are we going to talk about women as well? Are we going to... Certainly, why not? Come on, my man. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, you know, when we started the conversation, I knew that I was going to really like him. Nah, uh, nah, listen, Mm-mm. listen, oh I knew God. I was going to really like him because um, before we started recording the pod, he talked about something very important. Something we- dear to you. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them. Something very, quite, something I'm quite passionate about. Something, shut up. I'm, what, the, what the hell? Something that make you scream. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about the importance of women's orgasm and how men need to pay attention to women coming first more. Shout out to you, um, Mr. Badibo, for touching on that important topic. All right. So, Mr. Badibo is for the girl, them. He wants you able to get your no, orgasm. I'm, I'm actually for the men as well. <laughs> in that, be gentlemen. Okay. Let me tell you the more the more gentlemanly you are, the less angry women will have in society. Let me tell you something. So you, everybody will just be. So right now we have a lot of angry women. That's what I say. If you are not doing your jobs, if you are not doing your jobs, but see here's the thing. <laughs> what I've learned over the few years. Papa the cook. cook. I've learned that if you like, be angry. Mm. If you like, be happy. Social media has taught me to choose myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to choose myself from now. So you guys don't listen to Tolani. Hello, 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 hello. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hmm. Your calm and your orgasm is your headache. Story. My own is my headache. But Everybody, that, take care of yourself. No, the way the way life is like that, they just stay in separate beds. No, the way, exactly. the, way, the way life is, life is balanced. If you are not coming, you are going. If you are going, you are coming. What does that one, even mean? Pick one. You pick one struggle. <laughs> you can't come and pick go at the same one time. That fits you. Mm. If you are not coming, you are going. So, Mr. Gbadi, on a scale of 1 to 10, how in touch are you with the young people? Well, young people or popular culture, I think they're two separate things. Young people and, popular, and pop culture. Young people, I'm very in touch. I think we share the same vision for where we want this country to go. The state... 
quality of life. Popular culture, I think you get to an age where, you know, you start becoming more retro. You start um, staying in what used to make you happy when you were a certain age. Yeah, so yeah, I'll give myself, yeah, I'll give myself like a five over 10 in that regard. So in terms of popular culture, being on the ball, because I was extremely passionate about popular culture mm. um, when I was much younger. So um, I'll give myself five over 10. What changed for you? Um, I'll say that growing up, I was really into music. You know, I was really a big Jay-Z head. In fact, I even started a t-shirt line at the point. What? Um, yeah, I started a t-shirt line. Oh, so Initials was Rocker T. Uh, and that, that's how much I loved, that's how much I loved Jay-Z. So it was Rocker T. That's dope. That's and dope. then I changed that name from Rocker T to Literati. Okay. Because I felt we'll get so big and Jay-Z will now come and now, <laughs> you know, it want to get our trademark, you understand? But the idea, the idea was, actually, it's actually quite interesting. The idea was creating visuals from popular culture references. So like a Jay-Z line will be like Che Guevara with bling on, I'm complex, mm. right? That's a double entendre yeah. and it's deep <gasps> on so many levels. Yeah. One. Yeah, like Che Guevara is a socialist. Yeah. But he wore Rolexes. Yeah. You know, and it's like you can't put me in a box kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So the t-shirt made from that was literally um Che Guevara, like a bust of Che Guevara with um Mr. T's chains. Mm-hmm. Right. And on the back it was in gold foil and complex. So mm. the idea of like that's how into popular culture yeah. I was at the time. And like I was saying, for me, the qual and I mean, when you listen to your parents, they'll tell you how good music was back in their Do days. Yeah. Do you agree? I mean, you listen to some songs and they're classics. They're songs that you know you listen to over and over again. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot more soul in their songs, and I think because it was so much harder to make music back then, people put in yeah because. It's not like now anybody can just get into a studio and just make music and automatically you put it online immediately. Hmm. Yeah. Like TikTok. for songs to be published hmm. back then, you had to go through so many things. Yeah. So I think because of that, there was a lot more energy to an extent put into songs that will live and not just be popular for radio. Hmm. You know, so I guess that's where they might win. And the same will go for me when I think about like the quality of double entendres and you know lyric lyrics that were in the kind of music i used to listen to jay-z nas even eminem eminem came with some solid bars and you listen to songs and you hear like wow how did he come up with that how do you think about that you know so yeah i feel that and then there was a point where songs just went funny (laughs) you know it just went funny they, they were not making sense or they they were almost intentionally not trying to make sense intentionally yeah so it just sounded like retarded music and i just couldn't stay with that but fortunately it seems like good music is back you know we have kanye still dropping things you know oh you like kanye oh yeah 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 kanye kanye is good we have drake still dropping things (laughs) you know so yeah for me it's about creativity um seems like you're a big 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 hip-hop head yeah, talk I mean, to us about your journey with Nigerian hip hop. I mean, with Nigerian hip hop, the first artist I really truly liked was Mi. Mm. Okay. You know, Mi Mi gave me that Nas Jay Z feeling, hmm. and then um, Show Them Camp, SDC, Bang Bang, Tech. Hey, they give me that vibe, man. Uh, you know that how vibe. did you discover? 
SDC. The music. And then Randomly. we became friends. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Wally is my guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Wally is my guy. It seems Wally is everybody's guy. Tech. It seems everybody knows Wally. Wally is a guy. Wally, Wally makes himself too hard. What, what's the word? What's the phrase? Wally makes himself so easy to love, you know? Mm. Everybody likes Wally. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last guy. time you attended a concert? It was Show Them Camp concert. You I will not go to any other concert, but it's Show Them Camp concert. Mado. That's how much I like SDC. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, I mean, now, now, so now we have a sense of how deep in pop culture that you're in. Yeah. You I know, still give myself five or ten though, because there's no, some no, music no. I hear. No, you should actually increase it because you're, 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 Yes, it is. Yeah, it's well, actually quite when you, amazing. When you found out that it was different, when you found out that it was different, how shocked were you? You know, to be honest, the realization just hit me fully when you said it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it hit me fully when you said, and and I think that is also the backlash of a lot of parents being forced as children yeah. to be certain things. So now mm. they feel that they must give their children that opportunity. Mm. Now there are two sides to that coin, hmm. which is very interesting. Um, one side of it is people are on, on, on this earth to achieve maximum fulfillment. It cannot just be about, you know, going to work and no, you want fulfillment from your inner being. You want to know that you've achieved everything you were put on this planet to do and you've achieved joy and happiness. It cannot just be about working and just making money. Hmm. That's one. The second side of it is. A parent that will allow their child to just do whatever they want generally has made or established a certain level of comfort. That's the parents now. Yes, the parent now. So the parent has established a certain <laughs> level of comfort. So they say, my child, you can be as creative as you want. Do what makes you happy. Hmm. Find joy in what you do. Choose whatever I want to do. I'll support you. Hmm. Now, there's that line that says, um, hard men create soft times. Hmm. Soft times create hard men. Hmm. And hard men, hard men then have to create soft times again. Again. And then there's the thing of from clogs, from clogs to clogs in three generations. Mm. So clogs are the workmen mm. in hard labor houses, right? Yeah. And then they create a soft life for their child. And the child says, you know, the, that parent now says you can be anything you want. But sometimes being anything you want does not lead to success. Mm. And mm. then you find the Shout next generation are back in clogs again, mm. right? So it's, 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 it's tough. So those are the two sides to it. Mm. Creativity is fantastic and everything, but generally creativity thrives when there's a level of softness. So, so are you, are you saying, life. are you saying that a lot of times when parents project a, their certain, certain career, the parents, you know, project a certain career choice on their child is from a place of lack. It yes. could be from a place of lack. It is. Hmm. It is because, like, for instance, and lack is relative. Hmm. A person can be rich, but they're mentally poor. Hmm. Right? A person can be very rich, but he not go to school. Hmm. And he watched lawyers talking yeah, in a court lawyers, where he right? went to. Pardon? Yeah, from a family of lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, went to, he, he, went, he went to court and he saw people talking so eloquently. Yeah. And he's very rich, but yeah. he wants his child to be a lawyer. So he mm. can speak that way. Exactly. Yeah. So lots of projection understand? going on. A lot of projection right and but ultimately like for instance in china 
So the point where they wanted to elevate Liverpool out of poverty and they insisted lawyer, not even lawyer, doctor, engineer, doctor, engineer, doctor, engineer. That was all people were, they were bringing up. But now they're at a certain point where creativity is now flourishing and, yeah. you know, because now you have to create things for all this money that you people have made. So somebody has to create things for people to spend money on. Yeah. <laughs> I heard something. I heard something some years ago about like the industrial revolution mm. right? and how the industrial revolution was very important. Mm-hmm. You know? Like the economies that were, that were admired this day. Exactly. And I read an article this morning on stairs about how you were talking, saying something about engineers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think like? Do you think parents are wrong for wanting those things, though? That's why I said there are two sides to it. You know, if I if you set up a trust fund for your kids and they can literally do anything they want and materially they will not fail, then you can leave your child to do anything they truly want, right? Huh. But if a parent wants good for you, a parent wants you to be able to survive, a parent wants you not to lack, Right, and those things tend to be the surest way to ensure that you are in a position where you are of value to society. Yeah, every other thing tends to really be a risk, right? Yeah. So, if you want to be a musician, I mean, we know some very successful musicians, but yeah. for every one you know, they're like at least a, a thousand that never made it. Fair. Yes, yes, so that's it. Fair enough. Um. What's your political? You have not given us your political like portfolio up to this point. Okay, okay. Um, well, I started. Allow me to reintroduce myself. myself. My name is Ho. Thanks <laughs> to the OV. <laughs> That's the greatest interlude <laughs> on a hip hop album no, no, ever. No, no, no. Oh, that was mad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is a this is a what? This is a public announcement. Good people, sponsored by the good people of Rockefeller and Josh Blaze. That are your aging guys? we love him. We love him. So, my name is Baddy Boroughs Viver. I was a central candidate in 2019 for the PDP. At 35, I was the youngest central candidate for a major party in the country. I had the most votes in Lagos State in last election after Atiku Waziri, after Waziri Atiku Abubakar. My my journey into politics started from activism, actually. I was um, fighting the government about introducing genetic modified foods into Nigeria. At the time, the Minister of Agriculture, Akilmi Additional, who is currently the president of the AFDB, was pushing um, genetic modified seeds into the agriculture system. And that was something that I was very against for several reasons. Health-wise, it's linked to cancer, endocrine dysfunction. Um, Economy-wise, we lose our trade partners, which are mainly Europe, who have banned these foods from their um, food system. And then... um, Food sovereignty-wise, as a nation, you then become dependent on a foreign multinational to be able to plant agriculture, plant mm. seeds. Because the seeds that go from that tree or that plant or crop yeah. cannot be replanted. You mm. need to buy those seeds all over again. So you completely lose your food sovereignty to an extent. Mm. So I led a climax in me being part of a group that led a 2,000-man march in the Senate. And I was pissed off when three senators came to address us and all they were talking about was, I'm a two-time governor. Mm. 
I'm a two-time governor. I'm a two-time governor. I'm like, oh God. Okay, yeah, it's two time governor. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get, okay. let's get let's get to, to the issue. And I remember I flew back into Lagos. I went to see my father and I said, Dad, I'm going to go into politics. Like these people there, they just don't make sense. They don't have empathy. They don't have the f- the quality. They don't have the work. They don't worry about the quality of life of Nigerians, right? And I was like, okay, that's fine. So. Which party do you want to join? Let's go and do it tomorrow. Mm. APC or PDP? I said, no, God forbid. Those are the bad, bad parties. <laughs> Those are the ones that are ruining Nigeria. Obviously, I was still on a very idealistic peak. Mm. Hmm. So I joined the Koa party. Yeah. And mm. I contested for local government chairman. And I was baptized by fire. <laughs> you let. Oh my God. You know, it, 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 it was it's a very, very emotional part of my journey because... Prior to then, I was extremely idealistic. Idealistic, and idealism is not a bad, bad thing. thing. You yeah. know, it comes across as naivety, but you know, when you lose that, you lose a part of yourself. Yes. Yeah, because you protect something, you protect a love for a country, and protect. For me, I could not buy votes. Yeah. Because I felt that you know, the moment I buy your vote, I lose respect for yeah, you. Yeah, one of them. Not even one of them. I don't really care about being one of anything it's just in my own psyche if i respect you that's why i want to serve you hmm. and if i've bought your vote i no longer respect you hmm. so that then destroys my desire to serve you hmm. and that was the cycle that was the sort of the circle i was trying to prevent myself from getting into but anyway i learned that you know i remember on that day of election i had done a lot of public work in a lot of wards and stuff fumigated entire wards you know did empowerments People learn new skills and stuff. But in summary, on the day of election, they said, listen, Oga, I want to vote for Gbadibo, but if Gbadibo does not drop 500 now, we cannot vote. We'll collect yeah. Gbadibo's 500 now over IPCs, 1,000 now, but Gbadibo must drop something. Hmm. And at that point, I realized that you need to see Nigeria for what it is. Hmm. You cannot be wishful thinking a better Nigeria. You need to meet Nigeria where she is, take her where you need her to be. And hmm. this process was a three-week process that was crying like a baby. You were crying like real? I was crying. I'm not hmm. cry- I'm not talking... When I say it's emotional, I'm even getting emotional. Hmm. It was not because I know the part of me that died in that process. And hmm. it's not a part that I'm happy Your that innocence. died. Hmm. Yeah. Your belief. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, you become the man that the people need you to be when you go to that kind and who of is process. That man? Who is that man, actually? A man that is all things to all men. Fuck. A man for all seasons. Shout out to Silas. What's that other book? Who wrote that book? I can't remember. That's a fantastic book. Do you think that's a good thing? It is. Why, sir? Because What's you the want, difference? You're, you're, Sorry. Go ahead. The, the man that, that lost that innocence and the man that you are now. The man that lost that innocence was running a campaign for himself. Hmm. He was running a campaign imagining that everybody has the exposure should Mm. think the way he thinks. The privilege that he has should be able to see reason the way he does. And that man should have stayed at home. He should have. Because you are running and you want, you are telling people, you are telling everybody, I am going to be your voice. I am, depend on me. You can project all your needs and aspiration on me. 
And the moment you say that, you no longer have a right to a self. Mm. You are now everything they need you to be. So when I'm in a place where you value manifestos, I remind you that I went to MIT and I'm extremely intellectual and I have, I'm cerebral as hell. But if I'm in a place in a papa where the boys are there, I'm one of the boys. Hmm. And I'll buy small. You know, you need your guys to be able to go to the field and know you have their back. Mm. And you need to give them that feeling. And when you're with people that need to know that you are in it to win it, you need to let them know as well. So you're all things to all men. So, so sorry, Tony. Okay, so that's that's the body ball of that that the innocent one. So what are you now? GRV. All things to all men. Okay. So before I was going to bring this up, but you yeah. already you you, already you there. me to it. Okay. In yeah. a sense that um so I got to know about you okay. when I was in law school. Okay. I think I went to law school with your brother. I think that was my cousin, Buddy. Yeah. Buddy was like, well, that's my I first cousin. I went cousin. to law school with your brother. And at the time, I, someone was raving about some of the families for lawyers. Yes. Old money, right? Yeah. I like the fact that you're not hiding from your privilege. Oh, I'm very man. big on that. Yeah. I'm very big on that because people try to paint it as oh, you're trying to ridicule me because of my privilege. Okay. But you are admitting it. Yeah, of course. And I think that's the first step. Yeah. So you're yeah. good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the next part of it is you're also acting on it. Mm. Right? Which means you're trying to understand, you understand the realities of Nigeria. You understand that being who I am mm. can't work for these people. Mm. But Go don't ahead. you think you're losing a side of yourself while becoming what the people need? Because sometimes people don't know what they need. Yes, so like it's, politics is about balance, and that, that's a very fantastic question. Mm. It's fantastic because you know, recognizing privilege—that's one side. Another side is privilege have responsibilities, mm. hmm. and the issue is a lot of people in privilege don't rise up to that responsibility. He said something about like the reason why people will talk about my family is because there's consistency that goes back almost four generations. Right, we produced the second Nigerian judge in Nigeria. Hmm. We produced the first Nigerian that ever was admitted into the Privy Council under um, Governor Bodilon's government, and then we produced a judge every generation since that time, two Supreme Court judges. So um, I say all that to say there is that. Then there's my uncle. At a 25, he heard that Hitler was bombing Europe. And he was worried that, you know, when Hitler is done with Europe, he's going to face Africa. <laughs> and this guy came from privilege and he went to enroll in the Air Force. Hmm. He died at 25 bombing Hitler in the what? Air Force, in the RAF. That's privilege. When you are privileged, when there are enemies at the gate, you stand up and go and face it. You don't sit down in comfort. So that's how we are raised. It's in our blood. Hmm. So privilege, like I said, it's not something you necessarily need to run from. You know, like when you look at the knights, mm. it's not just about having your fancy castle. Yeah. It's like when the enemies are the gates, you yeah, are the, the ones yeah, the that, one, yeah. and then the people that are not as rich or uh, privileged or as privileged, or as yeah. privileged yeah. Yeah. they and are can, then they can protected. Run, yeah, you. they can run to you. They can run and they are protected. Yes. So, so for me, and it also ties into politics because you find that the upward the upper middle class the educated 
that are supposed to be custodians of democracy, that don't participate in politics, they're supposed to be custodians because on the day of election, they don't need your 500 naira, they don't need your 1,000 naira, mm. right? They can vote their mind. And if those people are coming out to vote, you can start to see, you know, a change, a switch, a change in politics because they are looking at your manifesto, they are looking at your capacity, they are looking at your quality to govern. And if you're leaving politics, the only people that are looking for 500 naira, I mean, look at what, what we have as a result of that. Hmm. You know? So, sorry, Melody. Okay, so... I mean, it's... But right now that you... I would imagine that you were going to run for what is instead of Senate, Senate. Senate again. Yes, a lot of people think think that that is a that would have been the logical step to do, and I understand that. You know, people like incremental things, but I remember I ran for an LCDA chairman really because in Lagos, a local government is divided into three. Yeah, I remember then some people were saying I should run for councillor. Mm. And then when I ran for Senate, said I wrote for people were saying I shall run for assembly. Mm. And I got the most votes in Lagos State. So I, there's a window that I see, and there's a journey, right? The window here is that for the first time, youth are rising to their responsibility because of the NSAS thing. And I was on the ground. Right, I was not sitting, yeah, I was not sitting now. There are pictures, there are videos, there are interviews to prove it. So in this election, I'm the NSAS candidate. By mm. God's grace, I'll merge the PDP candidate and I'll be the NSAS candidate. That's mm. one. Two, you have the overseer of legal states, um, Senator Bola Ahmed Sinubu, wants to be president. So he's distracted at the moment. Right? Normally he's focused on Lagos, but he wants to be president. He will not get the ticket. Why, but, do, you think so? Why do you think so? I mean, if you are in politics, you see the. I don't think. I don't, think, I don't even field. think you need to be in politics to see that. Exactly. I think it will. We'll see. He won't actually. It'll be interesting. He's already. It will be. be. He's, He's already planning. Be. His. I, you know, I actually want him to. Yeah. I do because it just make my my own race easier here. How does it make your race easier? Because he's now looking at 30 states. Yeah. By force, by force, he's looking at 30 states. Lagos is one of 30. So yeah. he's a longer he'll be focus on yeah. He'll be distracted. I think, yeah. I but if he doesn't get the ticket, he'll come back and focus on securing. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think he'll just back down. So who is going to, who do you think is going to win? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I, Anybody I think, that tells yeah. you they know Nobody in either PDP or PC is lying. Nobody, Nobody knows. knows. It's Nobody actually knows. so confusing. This is the most, season. this is the most crazy, crazy. interesting primary. Yeah. The primaries are more interesting than like whatever potential election but people are very keen on the primaries now i've never seen it like this oh before. yeah because it's so unpredictable it's, it's, yes it's, it is very unpredictable I mean, yeah let's go back to what you were saying yeah so um please remind me you were going and you were talking about lagos and how yes like the, the window yeah answers candidate tinbu distracted the nurtw is divided Hmm. I'm sure you followed that. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they cancelled the NRTW, made MC Lomo the head of the parks of Lagos. So that whole Agbiru, Barakpo, you know, they're divided. Yeah. Right? And that will be something that will play up in Lagos politics. Lastly, electronic transmission of voting. Right now, what happens at the polling unit gets directly transmitted to the server. Yeah. And this is not theoretical. I've actually been in an election, the Ondo election, I was part of the campaign committee and yeah. we're collating our results from the server. 
So as long as your polling unit is secured, your vote counts. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that is much easier to do mm. than to secure it at the world coalition level, at the local government coalition level, and then mm. the state coalition level. Mm. You know, all that magic usually happens at night after it has left the polling unit. <laughs> so that night. is completely <laughs> taken away. Yeah. Magic be happening. You'll be in a room. The light <laughs> is on. They'll switch off the generator. Everything is dark. It'll chase all your people out. You come back. Something that was 10 is now 1,000. So Abracadabra. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I hope you never lose your relatability, though. Yes, actually. I don't think I can. I love politics because no, of no, that. No, no, no. As a person. As a person. As a human being. As a human being. Outside of politics, Badibo. I don't think I can lose it. You know, my people in politics... All my people always say that, Badibo, you cannot continue being like this. Because this one wants to mod you. <laughs> you make it very easy. Because <laughs> I'm very like that's, hugging and meeting. If I'm going to if I'm going to rise up the political ladder, um, as much as so look at it this way. I don't mm. think uh we like to think that we're different our generation. I like think that we're different from the generation no, about, about, right yeah. Um I think it's more of the same. Mm. But I think there's going to be way more inclusivity and possibility yes was in the old generation. i agree yes so i think a lot of relatable personality if anybody's going to break the wall right and make a difference i think it's going to be people that are very relatable yes yes that can be personable yes, yes. And personable. Can make people understand that i am not just trying to run i'm not saying this but you're painting a picture that i am like you yes but you know there's something that's very frustrating to me with nigerians in general yeah it almost seems like they want to be oppressed like they crave it and i think it's a leftover of the military era like for instance i don't like going around with mopo hmm. and security i don't personally i don't like it hmm. i think it's just a way that we've normalized the madness that this country is so hmm. there is a level of insecurity so guess what i'm a big guy so i'll get mopo yes and then i'll get it. an escort i can afford it there are bad roads so guess what i'm going to buy a range and i'm going to live in this part of town and i'll send my kids abroad all these things that we attribute to being successful yeah. is just normalized madness, hmm. right? It's a coping mechanism, mechanism, but we've we've sort of what's the word? The word is not beautiful. Normalized it. Not even normalized it. We've also glamorized it. That's the word. We've glamorized it. You know, but like for instance, my political base is in Ikeja. Yeah. Hmm. I don't feel threatened in Ikeja. Hmm. So I'll go for a meeting, just me, my PA, and my driver. I just go. And one of my friends was in the background. Yeah. In the, and he said he heard people saying, ah, Badibo did not come with any escort, escort or Mopo. Ah, he does not have money. That's a perception of Nigerians, that's, that's, though. That, that's, that's an average Nigerian thinking, actually. <laughs> well, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. But why Why do you want me to come with people with guns? Your How does that make years? you your life better? Like, why do you feel... I don't get it, man. I actually I get it because old an older saw in the older generation explained to me that that was what they saw the military. That was the paraphernalia of leadership power. and mm. power. And they attribute that to power. And so I, we subconsciously carry the yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping we I mm. I'm hoping we lose some mm. of that. You See know? How, I hope so, we lose some of that. So actually, this is a this is a really good insight. Actually, it is. It is. So, so, so it, it's also like like when you get driver. I, I think we were having a conversation last year, mm. and I was telling Excel that, bruh, the only reason I'm not getting the driver is because if you get a driver, yeah, everyone thinks 
Everyone needs to have money. Man. Yeah, no, no, have oh, money. I think for Lagos, it's almost like a necessity. It's not about rich. It's a need. Take these words by heart. Take these words. Don't die of stress. If you have, if you have a driver, promise you in the first month you'll be so much less stressed in Lagos. Because even when you're in traffic, you can be on your phone. Yeah. You can be reading walking, a book. You can be, you can be on a call. You can be thinking. You know, there are times where Lagos, while I'll be so much, you'll be driving your brain as well, yes, so you almost actually, hit a car in front actually, of you. fighting traffic. Uh, you understand? Yeah, it's mentally I mean, draining. That's, that's true. So you spoke about your political journey coming from COA to PDP and um, um, wanting to contest under PDP now. Yeah. Now, when we talk about governorship in Nigeria and political parties, you know, APC and PDP, and we talk about governorship in Nigeria and APC being at the helm of affairs and PDP wanting to take over from APC. Yes. There is a mentality that a lot of young people have about PDP and PDP only showing face towards the election like before the entire time before the election maybe like two days or four days or four weeks before governorship election that's when we see pdp in action and people are opening that pdp you know, they don't really take this governorship thing seriously i mean a how, literal a literal example would be jimmy Abadji. do you understand and how the people who sometimes want to contest on the pdp are not people that we see actively um before before elections. the election so you know how before someone wants to contest you've seen this person in certain spaces you've seen them having conversations you know this candidate you know that this person is you know interested in politics and in the people but for pdp the kind of candidates that, that sometimes come up are people that you rarely ever see then when it's time for covenant they'll be like oh i'm one of them or i'm not one of them kind of campaign okay so i think that this time is going to be very different and i also think that we should separate pdp from pdp lagos hmm. right so the pdp we have almost what 13 or 16 governors i forget but we have a number of governors right and you currently. also currently you also have to understand that um the 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 people the young people in the south are extremely politically illiterate hmm. relative to the young people in the north the young people in the south almost feel that they are doing the politician a favor by getting registered or participating in elections but you blame them though i do why i do because wishful thinking never gets you anywhere mm. i blame them because they've not understood that you cannot innovate your way out of bad policy <laughs> they've not understood that no matter how much you want to do your business and provide for yourself independently that naira in your account is going to continue getting more useless hmm. and more useless by itself. It's there, oh, hmm. you have done the work, you have made the money. But, what, but one million naira now is like two thousand, it's not even up to two thousand dollars anymore. It's one thousand two hundred dollars because a dollar is now six hundred. No, it's two thousand, two thousand two hundred dollars. No, two thousand four hundred. What's a dollar now? Six hundred. Two thousand four. Does, does know that? He he's knows busy. he's made a lot of money from it. <laughs> but what i was going to say was um so political literacy is no longer acceptable that's right when you've experienced twitter being banned hmm. bitcoin hmm. being banned hmm. is it political illiteracy or is it just or, or political, political aloofness oh yes political indifference do you think the people are if, it, if, it, if a child tired if a child has access to education, his father is going to pay him pay school fees for the child, and child refuses to go to school. Whose fault is that? Do you qualify that illiteracy? Sorry, please, please take it back. 
If a child, they've paid for that child to go to school. Hmm. That child refuses to go to school. That child is seeing all the people that are going to school, moving on in life, right? Because, I mean, you cannot say you don't see the fact that Americans take their democracy seriously. Yes. You can't say that the British don't take their democracy seriously. Right? So you see what other people are doing and you see the quality of their democracy and how it's moving forward. But you decide that you don't want to do. And they are stuck in nonsense. Um, I think that analogy, I like that analogy. Mm. But I think it doesn't work here in the sense that there is a certain standard to be expected from school or from okay. schooling. Yes. Right? Um, so it's education. It's advancement in life, okay. professional advancement. But in terms of politics, um, there is a history of... Even if you go attend a public school as, as a child... Mm. You understand that if I make XXX in my Y and my Neko, I'm going to get to XXX place, get get into to study law, mm-hmm. possibly, yes. right? Or medicine. Mm-hmm. But if I were to vote for this politician, mm-hmm. there's a history of them not giving a fuck. It's there's a history of my votes not even mag- counting. Not even okay. counting. Okay, so let me there's come a history back. History of magic. Let me come back. Would you say Shane McIndy is a governor that's doing well for his people? Oh yeah. yes. Yes. We'll Possibly the most loved governor in Southwest. Would you say that it was the people that put Shane McIndy in position? Yeah. Yes. Would you say would you say that the Badon people show themselves to be politically sophisticated because they ensure that Jimobis candidate did not go? Other IPC people went to, mm. and they showed Ajimobi did not go to Senate. So they came to punish him. Mm. And they put Shea yeah. McKinney in office. Yeah. Mm. It was not so much about Shea McKinney, it was the people. Yeah. Mm. That's his political literacy. Mm. And they are benefiting from it. Great. I think it also, it's also because Shea McKinney, it, it just so happens that Shea McKinney was, for whatever reason, a candidate. So imagine they has lost four elections. Do you know that? No, but you, you're still not getting me. It's it just so happens that it got to a point. So one of, I I still forever argue that it wasn't that people wanted to vote for Buhari. People just didn't want to vote for Jonathan. Yes, I agree. That's what I think. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So in this particular situation, it just so happens that the option to Ajimobi that people didn't want. What she imagine that people would want. So or people would just want situation. to try. So people will actually go there to vote because, for example, you in if you were to run for president in this country, mm. there are chances that you might not get the mandate. Mm-hmm. But it's not that people don't know that you have a chance. Mm-hmm. So people will not go to vote if it's a Tinubu versus article because mm-hmm. they don't care. Mm-hmm. Because they know that they are going to get the same thing all over again. But if if it if it happens, if it was a glitch in the matrix and you were to get the PDP mandate, it mm. there's a chance that you will get the, the ticket. While I agree with you in spirit, there's yeah. one of the examples you give yeah. that still maybe Trump speaks to political illiteracy, mm. which is okay. Buari and Jonathan. Yes, a lot of people voted for Buari because they just did not trust Jonathan yeah. anymore. They were not satisfied with him or whatever. But it also feels like a lot of these people did not consider Nigeria's history worry. Exactly. True. And that goes back to political illiteracy. But 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 let's let's talk let's talk his about history, his history when but he guy, but guy, let's, let's talk about what, choices. What, who, who what choices they did they have? For? Exactly. What choices okay, so did now they this have? Goes back to political what choices did they have? Look now. You guys, the election of Nigeria, eh? starts two years to the election yeah true. it starts the moment we start voting in the party executive mm-hmm. at the ward level 
Mm. That's in the local government. Local government. Because yeah. those guys will determine who the national delegates will be, will determine who the delegates to the presidential team will be, mm. and the candidates that will emerge. Mm. So those are the people that are already in position. Now, you now get to a point where, for instance, I'm a gubernatorial aspirant. There's six of us, mm. right? From but PDP. No, from PDP. Okay. Nobody is really a lot of people. You talk to them, like go and win your ticket first. Hmm. Go and win your ticket. Yes, first. yes. Nobody will come and say, "Oh, that's my kind. Let me support, hmm. right?" Or play a part. So they already don't play that part. Then they are now stuck with limited choice. Two people, right? Out of six, hmm. same thing happens at the presidential level. Yes. I mean, look how many people bought APC forms. Yeah. Look how many people bought PDP forms. forms. Political wow. Yahoo. <laughs> A lot of people, and a lot of good people among those people. Yes. Right? But if you don't back a candidate, I mean, look, look. See, it's a thing of pride for American presidents to say, we have raised so, so hundred million of dollars from six, six or ten, ten dollar donations. Yeah. Hmm. They boast about it. Yes. That shows political seriousness. Right? Hmm. If people are that committed to their political journey, how do you expect that they will not do well? But let me let me let me let me let me respond to that. Let okay. me respond to you talking using America as an example and people donating, right? Here in Nigeria, we see that happen. Someone recently came on social media and asked people to donate. We have different candidates coming out to say people should donate so they can buy their to forms. buy forms yeah. and we saw a couple of people who asked people to do that people donated and they went back to say that they are no longer contesting and people should come back and collect their money so how much they came back and said people should collect their money if you want your money back come and collect what that's a nice guy who did this yeah yeah actually <laughs> I'm impressed um, <laughs> what's Agaba Gaba Adamugaba oh that's good Adamugaba he said he's no longer I think, interested I think part of political illiteracy is donating to Adamugaba that's the point so it's like it's I like mean, so at what point you know what I agree. Yeah, so, so, so the point is, we keep talking about the people. People are not doing this. People are not doing that. But how much choices do they have when this person will say, "Come and do this to support this person"? Okay, so take for example primary level. How much? Okay, so, so tell us what can the people do to help primaries? Who can donate to my campaign? People can. I mean, you're doing something now. You give me a platform to talk, right? Media, interviews, get get one's face out there. That's something I'm already doing, but it's always. You can never have enough help. You can Every never have enough support. Yeah. Every little bit helps, you know? So, it's that. That's it. How interested are you in that anyways, as a, as a, as an aspirant? Are you... Are you very interested. Hmm. Extremely interested. I, I do a lot of work with my delegates. I like to play the game based on the rules of the game at that time. So, now, when there's a general election, obviously, different rules. modus operandi, different hmm. um, process. Have you thought about using social media, Instagram Live, Twitter Live to talk to people, talk to young people? I use, I use, I use um, Twitter a lot. I've not done lives mainly spaces, because mainly because the delegates are not going to watch it. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you if you clinch if you clinch the primaries. Oh yeah, the then we'll start doing things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh Makes yeah, sense. we're Makes going sense. to do. We're going to have a very innovative campaign, guerrilla type campaign. You know, mm. it's going to be very very different, very very different by God's grace. You know, what? I think so. I, I, I'm still. We're still going to have some disagreements before the end of this. But if you were to get, no, the, to get, we it. can agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah. We get, we get the so, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now let me now bring in these delegates thing you mentioned because mm. a lot of times i've been watching um what's his name now running for president peter will be yeah. Right? yeah 
And whenever he's traveling, you know, he's, he's basically on a tour. At yeah. point, traveling, all speaking, of us are on a tour. Speaking at <laughs> different levels. I said, <laughs> no, it's true. All of them, all yeah, of them yesterday, are I did four local governments. I all did a Papa, are, Jeremy, Fellow. All, all of them are touring. Sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you short, Excel. Sorry, but, but, but Peter Obi hasn't gotten the, the ticket for the panel. And that's why, yeah, that's why, that's why we are touring now. Yeah, at least two has not gotten the ticket. That's why I've not gotten the ticket. Because we're delegates. Peter Obi is touring and speaking to delegates all over the country. And he keeps telling them, Look, vote for select a a ticket like select the the person that will get the ticket. Think when you're selecting it, when you're voting for that at the primaries, think of your children's future, think of your of the future of this country, blah blah blah, stuff like that. He's very he's quite idealistic. He's he's realistic, but he's also idealistic, yeah, right? He is. He's idealistic in the sense that he's mentioned before he's not going to give money to delegates. <laughs> he's mentioned that before. Do you think that's idealistic? Do you th- how now we, in, 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 we know we, uh, you know that at the beginning you were talking about how you, have you, need, to be you need to meet Nigerians where they are, right? And this isn't even at all levels, so it's not even just the poor the poor man on the streets that wants two H or five H. Delegates need some bread. <laughs> yeah, delegate deli- delegate needs. You know, you you need to treat your delegates right, so you don't find yourself in a delicate position. <laughs> Boss. <laughs> Boss, <laughs> boss, <laughs> the name of this podcast is Delicate Delegates. <laughs> yes, I like yes, that. I like yes, that. I like yes. that. I like that. I like that. Delicate Delegates. <laughs> oh my god! You have to treat them right now. Yeah. And now it's so it's so frustrating because I'm looking at it like my dad calls me and my dad is like, "This Peter Big I'm watching him on channels, man. I think he's the guy." The guy says, "Man." Yeah, my dad. My dad is very. Don't Hip-hop. worry. He watched too much American movies. <laughs> he thinks he has visa. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I like this guy. I like this guy. I like, and I see those kind of sentiments on Twitter. Old and young people, they are always like, Peter will be this. Peter will be that. Because he's saying, maybe he's saying all the things they want to hear. No, they, what Peter will be is the president Nigeria needs now. Okay, hmm. but that's n- simple. Now, truth. how realistic is it for him to clinch the tickets? I don't want to pay. When you know one do normal. Peter B knows what he needs to do. Hmm. Mm. If he cannot get over himself, hmm. then I don't know how he's going to do it. And that's 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 facts only. It's about <laughs> because it's not as if he does not have the resources to. Hmm. Mm. Like I said, he has to be all things to all men. All things. Everybody, all those delegates that have not had the journey that Peter B has had. Hmm. Right? Yes, mm. you might want good. See, I want good for Lagos. I love Lagos. I'm a Lagos indigen, right? But if I'm not ready to do what it takes, I should sit in the house <laughs> or just relocate to London and go and stay there and maybe get an architecture job or start an architecture firm. But if you say you're serious and you want to get to business, then you get to business. There's no half, but there's no pussyfooting, mm. right? You know, you get to business. You get, you know what you need to do. You do it. Why, why are you setting yourself up to fail? Hmm. When you can just do what you're supposed to do. Do what you're supposed to do. You have the resources. Even if you don't use your money, there are people that raise money for you. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Speaking about wanting to lead Lagos, what do you think as a person, as a citizen of Lagos, what do you think is wrong with Lagos right now? Oh, ho, ho. Of, with Lagosians or Lagos? Lagos first. Let's, do, let's start with Lagos, then enter Lagos. Because you want to, What's wrong with Lily? Of Lily, Lily. Lots of people of I think that, I think that, I think that. that sitting down in traffic for five hours it's is wild. madness. It's not normal. No, it's 
It talk, is not normal. Talk about it. There are people that wake up at four or five in the morning to go to work. They come back around 10, 11. They will see their children during the week. Hmm. Now you're creating a social problem hmm. that you're going to have to deal with in the next 10, 15 years. Right? And this has been consistent. Right? So there's a traffic situation, a lack of transparency and accountability. Hmm. And that is a major thing because you then find that you're, you're clapping for someone that built you a bridge, but you could have had five bridges. Mm. I don't right? like that either. And we, there, there's no there's no accountability because when you look at the numbers that they call for, like, for instance, the ramp that connects Falomo to Zumba and Badui, compare the price to Ethiopia, what it takes to build the same thing, same kilometers um, for the size of ramp. You could have had five of those. They're clapping for someone that did something that gigi I had four of those. You understand? But because there's no transparency and accountability, we just take what we're giving. Another major issue with Lagos is just lack of healthcare, lack of people putting Lagos first. There's just so much. You see, if a state and projects can only exist based on the interest of one person, his cronies and his family, our growth is retarded hmm. Hmm. because you must meet certain interests for your projects to fly in Lagos. Hmm. And until that changes, until the bureaucracy in with the civil service changes, until people don't need to be connected to Tinubu to get things done in Lagos, right? We will not be able to move and get to where Lagos needs to be. For Lagos to be excellent. I mean, we are in the midst of so much water, but everybody has a borehole. And they they had the audacity to try to even tax you for having a borehole. These are the kind of people that we're talking about. That didn't work well. It didn't work because at least people, <laughs> people, 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 people took up their arms, you know? And then we talk about, oh, we have this IGR. We have this huge amount of money. Um, I'm done with it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, we have this huge amount of money that we get from the people. But... When you're collecting so much tax from people, you must have a social contract with them. Mm. Yes. Lagos should be the state where the social contract is so tight-knit as part of its culture. But that's not the case. You cannot get a line-by-line item of how Lagos is spending the money that you're giving them. Right? And that needs to change as well. But, so, go ahead. Sorry, please continue. I, I mean, so, for me, about creating a situation where, one, the planning of Lagos is decentralized. Hmm. And ensuring that all infrastructure and things you need are only 30 minutes away from you, right? People should not have to journey from across. I mean, you know what happens to mainland bridge, mainland. Yeah. That should not be the case. There, there's so many parts of Lagos. I was in Ekpeiko, do day before yesterday. I mean, there's so much land. There's so much opportunity for development. You just need to create more internodal transport where, you know, you're, you're not just paying lip service transportation by water. You're yes. actually doing it. When you get to the jetty, you see a jetty that's actually trying to get people to come and use it, you know. You have maximum car parking so people can actually park their cars and go by boat from Mikodu, Badagri, interconnect the extremes of Lagos where there's still a lot of land for development. Um, incentivize companies to go and start working there and then give people tax breaks as well to ensure that you know, if you're not coming to work. So the idea is reduce the number of cars on the road, right? Use technology to actually normalize ride sharing. People can work from home on certain days. You get tax credits for that. The work the work week 
right, ends on Thursday. So from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, people work from home. And things like that. So you asked me a question about the problems. I'm yeah. a solution-oriented guy, so yes. I'm they giving solutions. The, solutions the tax credits idea. I think it's a good one, but is hmm. it is it is it achievable? Hmm. Yeah. Is it achievable is in it, Lagos? Is it, is it realistic? Is it realistic in, in with the sense yeah. of me taking my business away from Victoria Island to to Ekpe? What is your business? So ex- that's a very good question. Thank it you. It depends on your business. Like for sure. this now, imagine if right there was a proper jetty. There was a proper water transportation system. I mean, people live in, if you know Long Island and New York. Yeah. People live True. in Long Island. True. Come on the jetty on the ferry to New York, regular Jersey, coming to New York, right? If you have a if you have a system where one you have roads, good roads, right? Because Ikorodu to Ekpe, right? You can do that in 40 minutes. But because of the roads is so bad. Hmm. So it takes so long. Simply when I went to Badagri a couple of I think last week I was in Badagri. Same issue, but you can get from Lekki to Badagri in an hour or less by water, right? So if you have a proper system, you can actually connect Lagos properly. And by doing that, you also reduce the level of poverty across the state. You know, but to do this, um, I feel like there'll be a, there'll be an, a type of significant investment from the government from the government say mm. on security on um getting the actual facility in terms of the boats or are you going to outsource in terms of the private you privatize or? you 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 do partnerships with private sector right and you create incentives right so these things are not just for the government but when you have a situation where bolts it was bolts right or yeah. opa what was that go carda Invest so many millions of dollars that in was, your business, was, was and then from nowhere they just—you can imagine that people, businesses, will not be excited safety, to be coming yes, into yeah, Lagos yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's creating a truly enabling environment, not like a mafia, Chicago mafia type style <laughs> government where <laughs> you are just shaking down everybody when you need money, <laughs> right? Enable business. One of our key manifestos is the Commonwealth of Lagos. So, I mean, look at the NURTW. They generate about 124 billion naira. Every year, that's the idea of three states combined in Nigeria. How do how does these monies better the lives of the NRTW members or their children? It doesn't. It doesn't. It just goes it's to just some big to guys, and, and we need to change that because you want to reverse engineer society. I want an NRTW person that is doing all this enforcement to come home and his kids are going to a good school mm. because there's an education fund and when his wife is sick she can get to good treatment at hostel because there's medical insurance mm. right? and these things i know how to do or already me my small self i'm insuring at least at last count almost 100,000 Lagosians, right because i've done a micro health plan that's partnered with pharmacies and i just paid 500 now per card but it allows you to get treatment of up to 3,000, 4,000 now, hmm. right? When you go, if you're sick. Hmm. And that's just me. Now, imagine what you can do with the private sector and government. And also, these bodies that are generating these funds. Look at the markets. You have a Yaloja, Babaloja, multiple taxations on all these people. But then in the market, there's nothing like a crash for these women that have kids that are coming to the market. Not like quality primary health care. Not like quality diagnostics. It's just taking money, taking money, taking money. So... You look at the Netherlands, they pay almost 40% of tax of their of their yeah. um 
37.8%. Yeah, in taxes. But they do that because they get so much quality Back. services. Yeah. You can see directly where your tax is going, going to. Yeah. So you're not mad about paying more. more. So we yeah. expand the tax net, give people more direct services. Imagine you're a member of the Commonwealth of Lagos and there is a credit rating system attached to it. So today you don't have money, but because you're on that, you can use that card to pay and get on the bus for free today. And we are monitoring your we are monitoring your credit. So at the point when you have enough points, you get on the ladder for affordable housing that we're building. Because we are not going to be selling it to ourselves as a racket and then still calling it affordable housing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, so sorry, Melody. Um the first thing though is so I have two questions. So the first thing is as regards um the NRTW. Mm. I was gonna ask about them. If you were to scrap it or if you were to affect the Maybe you should ask him first if he has a problem with it because he spoke about them positively. He should have a problem. No, with we it. should ask him, do you have a problem with NERTW first? I do. Fair enough. Okay. With your existence, you do, okay. I do. It's fair enough. Um I do have a problem with them as well. Um, in the sense that Yoruba says Oshishawa um Oshishawa no, 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 Ambuji. Do you understand the meaning? Yeah. Yeah. Person where they walk, they inside song. The best mm. way they spend money, they inside shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? chop, baboon. Exactly. Monkey they walk, baboon they chop. So, but the thing is, when, um, I say Naja, mm. when the government banned Okada, mm. insecurity got rife. Mm-hmm. Right? So, what's the plan in that particular situation? Yes. So, For those guys, right? Yes. Here. So, you see, you need, and this is where governments must come with a human face. Empathy is the most important quality for me in a leader after that cerebral capacity right but you can always get people that are most that are smarter than you the important thing is you have a love for the people and that's what large jack on had and that's why he was able to achieve so much in such a short time now i saw that say this before you go banning anything you must create an alternative an alternative system whether it's a situation where you're getting skills for food so you come here, you learn certain skills, and we feed you, right? And the idea is to build the biggest or the most, the highest quality skilled labor force in Africa. Because we have a lot of young people in Lagos, right? And we are sitting on the ticking time bomb because young people are going to constantly keep coming to Lagos, to Lagos, right? So we need to look and see, okay, on a global level, right, how do we change the mentality in Lagos from a consumption one to a production one. Hmm. A lot of people go to school thinking, I'll go to school, come out, and then I can buy, buy, buy. Yep. Very few people think about going to school, I'll come out and I'll make, make, make. Hmm. And there's a switch that has to happen. And I'm I'm talking confidently about this because I went to MIT and our, 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 our um, motto is mind and hand. Hmm. And they literally programmed us that you cannot just think, you must make. Making is such an important thing, mm. right? And I know that, for instance, and this also ties into education, after-school programs, all of that, like taking joy and pride in teaching people how things are made. So you're not just talking about the watch. You know how the watch is made. You're not talking about the light. You're not talking about the big house. You know how it is made. And in changing that kind of thinking, you now start creating producers in the economy, in the society that then start employing people. And your job as government is to create the enabling environment for that, which is a highly skilled labor force. 
Now, in the process of doing that, right, you're now moving gently in your RTW. First of all, as opposed to banning them, you're dignifying them, mm. right? See, the trick to make a person stop doing wrong is to make them start to value their life. When a person has no value to their life, You'll then they can't do anything. When you start giving them things that they can lose, then they start rethinking the actions that they take. But don't you think that this guy is it's not about the value for their lives? Is that it's about survival because and safety, money, safety, kind of. No, so I, I keep on going back to this line from whatever is you love hip hop. Kendrick Lamar says niggas like him never prosper. That's the prognosis, mm. right? Mm. A lot of these guys grew up in a trap. Jay Z also said it. You mm. said he grew up in a trap. He's not scared mm. of death. Mm-hmm. So these guys are not scared of death because where they are from is worse than death. Yeah. I also listened to a podcast on BBC. They used to do the podcast before the lockdown. The person said a lot of people on the in the a lot of gangbangers in the UK prefer prison to the streets mm-hmm. because at least in prison You're they safe. can have food and they are safe. Yes, You're yes, safe. Yes, yes, right? Yes, yes. So with some of these guys, they don't have an option in the sense that they don't think that they have an option. And the only reason anybody can can help them or create an alternative is by creating something that's generating as much income as that. on the fly that you don't have to go learn anything or sacrifice anything so because these guys don't want to sacrifice how do you even convince those kind I, of I think, people but i but i think that i think that that might not necessarily be the case so the average nigerian wants to stack up wealth not even for i want to be wealthy okay or for Maybe i need to stack up wealth to be safe you know how we think mm-hmm. okay we know that Nigeria is messed up. So if Begay happened, mm-hmm. pack one or two clothes. Remember yeah, that lockdown? Remember yeah. that video? Yeah. Yes, just pack one or two pack clothes. One, just pack one or two clothes and fly. But if you make people understand that you may not need to stack up as much wealth, the country will still be safe and you enjoy it. Don't you think the reason will begin bro, to change? I don't That'll probably be you and I. Yeah, I don't even right? think for those guys. Those How guys, do you convince them? They are about the daily bread. Yes. A lot of them are not saving. That day. Yes, you just want to get by the day. That's why... And also, that's why when we have situations where we yeah, have but he's lockdown, saying, I get what he's saying. He's saying that we understand that. We but they don't, don't give a fuck we, about that. We, 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 we understand that. They don't that's give why a when fuck. we had the lockdown and people could not go out to work, it felt like people were going to die. Mentality is a huge problem in this country. People have to go out every day to eat. We had a... Let me come Let me come in. Um... See, um, the NRTW on its own is not a bad thing. Fair enough. They generate money by collecting mm-hmm. money from people that are Okada's transport system yeah. drivers. That's it. Politics has weaponized them Fair. and also weaponized their poverty. Fair. Because with the billions they generate. They should not be living like that. Fair. Mm. So that's the first thing. Now, how can you, how can you create a more egalitarian system? System with all that money, money. being generated. If you people, there are ten thousand of you in Lagos, and you are generating hundred and twenty billion, right? You people should be seeing lots more than what you are currently seeing. You should not be. You should not. You should not be in survival mode. Yeah. Now, one, how do you create a system that you no longer have to chase a boss to get that money? Mm. They know where to probably submit the money. Know where to submit the money. You are creating an autonomous means of submitting that money, hmm. right? 
you have a more secured state. I mean, you're talking about like from speed cameras that take pictures of your license plates to having a data set, a data system where you know the buses that have paid and when they've paid and when they're supposed to pay. You have a situation where as part of the NRTW, you're on health insurance. As part of the as part of the NRTW, you have access to credit. Mm. Now a lot of madness in this Nigeria is because to buy a car you have to get all the money. <laughs> <laughs> To rent a house, you have to get the money to pay for it for the whole year. That's even pay for for a full year. Is it, yeah. is it two Sometimes years? Even two years. And you pay agency There's fee. There's no that real place in it that people are normal that they are doing that kind of thing. <laughs> no, it's madness. You don't. You see. You see. You, you have you have young girls that are doing and undoing because that rent they have to pay it. That's to come at out. the end of the year. That car has to be bought. But they could have. You can have a system where you are paying monthly. You can have a system where. You can have your own house and you have only mortgage. But guess what? When you're in this system and you're taken into prison or you have problems with law, your credit rating reduces. Fair. When you are doing things that you're not supposed to do and the system says that you're being problematic, your credit rating reduces. China has something called citizen points. Automatically, you are engineering your society. Yeah, Mm. China is doing this. And at that point, people start to see life very different. Yeah. It's not something that will happen in one year. Mm. Yeah. Especially because I'm not someone that's brash, right? Like he said, and he rightly said it. You cannot just ban Okadas and think that me. crime is not going to spike. It is going to spike. It's either you're going to move them completely out of. Someone has re uh, banned Okadas. Like the Okadas he banned before. He's, he's, re- re-banning, he's re-banning them banned already. <laughs> for me, for me, in that that would be more like empowering local government. And ensuring that Okadas can only work in certain local governments if they've met certain strict criteria and they have the data of all these people at that local government. So mm-hmm. if anything happens, you know the person, you know where it's registered, you know a name, you have no, no phone like number. The situation, you guys saw that situation with um, Beer Ban. Admiralty, yeah, yeah. Mm. that the guy was killed. Yes, exactly, something killed. like that. We need a Lagos that's a lot more secure in terms of just watching and gathering data. Yeah. You know, we need more cameras. We need a much more sophisticated surveillance system Not in Lagos. Because our population is increasing and increasing and increasing. I mean, like when you go and get your visa, right? When you go and apply, they'll tell you, look here, look here, look here, look here. So that literally, if you move and you pass on a crime scene, that computer is linked them. directly to a database that can tell that this is the person that's responsible it. for it. Yeah. And we need that level of sophistication in legal state. It okay. will greatly reduce our crime rate. So I'm going to ask you something. So you've been able to establish, you know, the pod, you know, your personality to an extent, based on what you just told us. Mm. You're not necessarily a brash person. Do mm. you deal with empathy and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, to lead a state like Lagos, don't you think you did... You need, need brash. some level. Oh yes, in quotes of brashness. Do. That's one. Yeah. And secondly, I'm going to go back again to the party you're trying to contest on. Yeah. TV. So we we, we, we missed we that never out. Really addressed okay. That. So, so let me I'm, let me address that. Just to buttress what I said again. Yeah, let me address. You that. mentioned something that was very important, mm-hmm. right? I feel like a lot of people in Lagos, we know these problems that you mentioned when we talk mm-hmm. about what what are the problems of Lagos, mm-hmm. but we don't necessarily have an option. Now you can say that we have options, right? And OPDP is another option, the party and everything. But how much 
are these parties doing? How much are they in our faces? Like so many things that you've said here. Tolani sat down here with you for like, we've been here with you for over an hour or like about an hour now. And so we've been able to hear you speak. I'm not proud to this time. Have you heard him speak about? Have you? Yeah, I think you, you ran in 2014. Yeah, but so we, we it feels like we kind of know you now. Yeah. Kind of. Know how you yeah. talk to someone like, oh my God, I know this person from yeah. forever. I'm like, oh, if you decide to run, I'll vote for this person. I feel like if a lot of people mm. hear you speak about these things and maybe know you more, yeah. get this kind of perspective. Yeah. Do you by chance think you're kind of not close to the people enough? Um, I, I think that I've done a lot though. I have done a lot. You know, at every level, your platform gets bigger. Yes. And you're also touching a whole new audience. Yes. Right? Like, if you go and do a rating or a, an index in terms of popularity, if you're in Lagos West, like in a Germany, if I look to my ass about Bad Bros Vival, yes. a lot of people will say they Definitely. know yes, this they person. Do. Um, yes. So this is a continuous thing. You, you never stop, right? Hmm. And especially, is like this for me is a lot of substance as well. It's not just surface. We're, we're having in-depth conversations, conversations right? Yeah. So I'll always continue to do this. I'll always embrace every platform that I can potentially be on. But back to the PDP thing. Yes. Um, I understand the... the um, Lack of trust. Not even so much lack of trust. I understand the feeling in relation to oh, Jimmy Agbaje comes up, but, but he's not coming out again now, right? We have other candidates that have been in your face. Um, I have been in the face of a lot of people. Like you go on my Twitter, you go on my social media. I've been registering people into the party. I've been registering people to help them get their voters' cards, you know. So we've been doing a lot. So I'm reaching out to a lot of people. But obviously, there's always a new group of people that you are going to meet and you engage with, right? Yeah. In terms of the PDP, I feel that there's a lot of work that has been done. But I think because of the way the APC came in, level of propaganda people yeah. almost expect that that's people they, they almost have redefined what opposition is yes and the pdp is not a propaganda party we are, we are just not we don't really have the capacity to just create nonsense from thin air and lie 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 we'll make dollar one pound jonathan is bad and then you see you can you might be able to take power from propaganda but you cannot govern based on propaganda hmm. you can't and you will fail. And the PDP is not going to put itself in that situation. Hmm. Right? You people were complaining that dollar was 160, 170. It's now 600 naira. <laughs> you people have not gone to go and burn that so rock down. Right? All we can do as a party is produce candidates that show value in capacity to create employment, that show value in capacity to govern, that show value in capacity to be cerebral. I mean, when you hear Saraki speak, you know that this person knows what to talk about. When you hear an article speak or you see the amount of companies that he's built, yeah. you know this person knows how to create value. Peter will be. When you hear Peter will be speaking and you see his antecedents in Anambra State, you know he knows how to conserve resources and actually get the best out of it. So that's what we do. We sell good products. We don't package good products. And that's the difference. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And that's bars. Talk to me about you know your plans for um education i mean education wise compared to a lot of states in the country lagos is still trying okay, okay. Yeah. i mean i saw something on twitter the other day that in um zamfara and sokoto yes all the so all the secondary students are not going to write why i don't know how true it is hmm. 
that is that bad that all the secondary students yeah i mean with all the banditry and all yeah and even the state is owing wayek or something like that that both states are owing wayek you know it just goes to show you how maybe outside lagos in nigeria in general there's a whole lot of generate there's a generation of people who their education is being toyed with see um it pays the politician that we have today of course it does for people to be illiterate illiterate poorly educated (laughs) so that they can weaponize poverty fully yeah and they don't demand good governance per se because they cannot properly articulate what good governance should be should be so if i'm a politician and i come and share will barrows and tea makers you clap for me and you'll be happy that mm-hmm. i'm just in your presence and that was what the british had the problem with with the southerners because they started going to school abroad and they came back and were demanding good governance yeah hmm. or the northerners they were able to the demands were not as high so that's why they left power with the north hmm. but back to what you're saying um Education Sorry, is please very, explain very, that again. The British and then the yeah. So what you find is like if, if major pool that started fighting them, like the Herbert Macaulay, the Pan Africanists, Rachel Davis, yeah. they, they all educated abroad. Yeah. And at that point, the the expectations of government increased dramatically. Hmm. So they were always constantly on the neck of governments in the south, but in the north, the British just had to deal with the kings, the emirs. They didn't have to deal with the people. Right, the people just got by. Life continued as it was. Hmm. Right, so they always. I mean, if you read Budlon's memoirs, you see he always talk very badly about southern leaders that they always and obviously racially motivated as well. But so it was easy to do a deal with people that you know are not really demanding much from you, and you feel yeah. that you can keep them under control. Yeah. But back to what you were saying about education, I'm very passionate about education. I believe that, and it's not just passion. We need a, a an entirely education an entire education reform where, like I said earlier, a mindset changes from a consumption perspective to a um, produ- production perspective. Right. So those people are coming out and they're taking pride in how things are made. So after school programs that allow you have a more practical knowledge or understanding of what you are studying. Like I did, I was in I, I went to ISL. While I was in Nigeria. Okay. Um, so just still SS1. And I remember I mastered all the experiments in terms of chemistry. And you know, you 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 know what they are all supposed to do, but you're just cram you're just cramming. We never did the experiments. We never know we never saw the reality of those experiments. Yep. And we did not actually have an understanding on the practical uses of this knowledge. Yep. And that is the reform. We want education that prepares you for the century that we are going into. It's and it's very practical. Practical, yes. Very, very practical, right? And the application of it is as important as the knowledge of it. And hmm. they must go hand in hand. Yes. And that's the kind of education reform and after-school programs that we're going to be doing. Um, for me, just the way Awolo sort of started the education reform in the Southwest, I want a situation where across Lagos, you have access to the internet, but you can only use it. In fact, you only have websites that you ha- can access that are educational driven, hmm. right? So when you go on there, you can watch videos on how things are made, watch videos on, hmm. you know, 
things about education because mm. that's the world we're moving into now. Yeah. Right? Is. It, 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 I mean, Korean kids now are using tabs in primary school. Yep. And they're programming. Yep. Now imagine the world that our kids will be in <laughs> next 30, 40 years. They'll be yes. so far left behind. Yes, they will. Because technology has pretty much leapfrogged everybody yes. now. And if they don't get on that, it will just be in another wave of poverty. So these are the kind of things I'm passionate about, especially with regards to education, practical understanding of um, knowledge and knowledge that is applicable to the time that we're in. For the young people that are tired, you know, for the people that are so uninterested in politics right now because they've done this, they've they've been there, done that, they've voted, they didn't count, they've seen, you know, they voted in some people with you know so much expectation that the good people got into power and nothing happened they've seen the country deteriorate and nothing change what are you what, what do we rome, rome was not built in a day there was a time where in america you had politicians buying votes yeah it wasn't, had, it wasn't hidden it wasn't hidden there was a time where the government in america was run like the mafia like <laughs> government of chicago was run like the mafia you know, there was a time where corruption was endemic. Scotland Yard said, actually, so, um, corruption was endemic in Scotland Yard. That's the whole police system in London now that you now have an England where a parliamentarian uses 500 pounds uh, in a way that is improper and he resigns from office. It was <laughs> not always like Level that. Level of accountability. Yes, yeah. it was not always like that. The people demanded these things. When the kings started to misbehave, the people rose. That's where you have the revolution that happened. Yeah. The French Revolution, right? Mm. When there was... And then the kings started to see like, oh, man, we cannot continue doing this thing. We cannot be telling people that cannot eat that they should eat cake. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. And they started cutting back their excesses, started giving democracy more of yeah. a leeway, right? And that's what needs to happen. You cannot leave politics to just politicians. It's like a child that is destroying things in the house. You don't correct that child. That child will grow up to be destroying homes, right? If he even grows if up, he can grow up. Huh? Exactly, right? So every four years, you get a chance to either score or fail and you have to keep politicians you know you have to keep they're like diapers you need to change them frequently <laughs> and regular if not you'll be stuck in a lot of shit <laughs> it's just that simple you know you need to change them frequently and regularly and you need to let them know we approve this we don't approve this and it paralyzes with us and if you just leave it it will only get worse mm. the man that could steal 10 million and come back and get re-elected. Next time, it goes to go for 100. You don't steal 10 million anymore. Now it's in billions. It's billy, 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 now, billy. Now, that now billion self, how much is it in dollars? <laughs> so they now feel the pressure. Uh, to know, make it higher. To make it higher because they're like, ah, I'm trying to accumulate 10 million dollars. So this our Naira <laughs> not the well. <laughs> You understand? So, see, the main problem is that if we keep leaving this thing, it's going to get really, really bad. It's already really, even really no, bad. No, we think it's bad. You see, on the Jonathan, trenches. people thought it was bad. Yeah, no, when the yeah, trenches. Yeah, yeah. No, now you're thinking you're in trenches. See, notice something. Parents constantly say, 
back in my day, Nigeria was better. Huh? Yes. So that means that as we are saying Nigeria is bad now, there's a possibility my, say, that we'll tell our children, children that back in our day, was Nigeria better. was better. <laughs> now imagine that reality. That's scary. Right? So we have to do something about it. You need to get involved. You need to make your voices heard so that politicians can start taking the people seriously. Because currently, right now, they don't take you They don't. Seriously. They don't. Yes, they what? don't. The closest that we keep taking people seriously was the NSAS. Yeah. What do you think about that? It was fantastic. It was on. I've, I've never out. had. You were out on the. Oh yes, and yeah. I've never had the. Pro- and it's not as if I was like super, like I was in charge because obviously yeah. I'm a politician, and I know that the moment people, I start people, taking, yeah, people, 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 people will think that propaganda. it's politicized, yeah. you know. And again, that's another thing that PDP does not do. You see, APC if it was the other way around. They would have hijacked that thing. They would have found the way, just the way they did with the Occupy Nigeria, Nigeria thing, right? They would have found the way, but. In the PDP, we're saying, let's not do too much so that we don't take away the legitimacy of this yes. movement. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, for me, I've never been much, I've never been proud of that generation. You know, it was something that was beautiful to see. It truly was. It was beautiful to see. And it's not even so much about the crowds on the road. It was the level of organization, like picking up the garbage. The garbage, after. yes. It was feeding about, the crowd. Yes, feeding the crowd. Hot about, lines, yeah, it hot was lines. the hotlines. To complain, to report the, situation. It was about the level of security. Yes. When those um, people came, those uh, area boys, ARCWs, yeah. uh, some Ulu thugs that came and had the audacity to do that kind of thing in front of the sitting governor's office and came in on a BRT bus. And so, right, NSAS was actually a very wild period. It was very it was, wild. It was very wild. Because it, it, it kind of it, it showed how crazy, for lack of a better phrase, the establishment would go to keep being Bro, keep things being the, the same establishment way. and these area boys and hooligans are one in the same. Yeah, they are. Hmm. They are only the hooligans are only behaving that way because they are empowered by yes, the establishment. they have the backing. Yes, I'm an architect, right, and I also do construction. I was, I'm doing a project in Suleri in one of these small, quiet estates. Yeah. These area boys come, start, you know, trying to shake me down. You know, we need, oh, need money for something. They found something to call it. And my, and all our workers, they down their tools. We gave them money. Do you know these people were the same ones that are now called Alausa? Mm. And they are building something here, or you to come and take your own. Hand in hand, mm. right? And mm. that needs to stop. That's 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 actually crazy. Um, one thing that one thing that stood stood out for me with answers possibly was unity. I yes. don't think I'm 29. I don't think I've ever seen Nigerians as united. We know you're old. We know you're old. 29 is old, 20, bro. <laughs> your life is just starting thank you thank you let me let me tell them please women my life is just starting come to me um <laughs> come on come <laughs> on your mandates we stand on your mandates <laughs> we stand <laughs> oh my f- <laughs> we need to go for 
rally. <laughs> <laughs> Any rally that is happening, we need to go. Yeah, your no, I'm, I, I, I'm definitely going to We need to I, go for it. Because I think they are rally, the rallies are just crazy. The rallies are wild. Talan is in love with them. You know, there was this culture of watching. I like, watching. I like, um, the reason, sorry, Excel. The reason yeah. why is because I, I think you are capable of of learning on the fly. Oh, yeah. Oh, you love easily. You fall in love easily. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I've only been in love once in my life. Uh-uh. <laughs> and that was with the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Can you count how many times you've been in love? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, three, four, five times. Three, your f- four, five uh, times. Your first heartbreak, how did you take it? It was bad, but I caused it, though. Oh, ah. did you cheat? Accountability. No, I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. I was, busy. I was extremely. You know, it's a very messed up thing. Actually, I was in school in Paris, and I had a girlfriend. She was from Sri Lanka, and having a body. No, she was, yeah, she was good looking, <laughs> and and uh, every time she she would not she would fall ill and she won't come to school. And then you know we had this payphone, so we come out to school. I'll call her. Hey, what's going on? Why are you not in school? Are you okay? Blah blah blah. So the day I did not, I was sick. I, you know, I was waiting like lunch break. Oh, she Where call my me. Own, yeah. I call me. I check up for me. Oh, but this babe did not call me, <laughs> and I was pissed off. <laughs> you know, there's what kind of. I, I mean, I was like sixteen. Yeah. You know, so, but I was, I was really emotional. I was in my. It was emotional. <laughs> 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 so the next day the next day i now went to school and i lied that you know i was not feeling where i went to the doctor and the female doctor was so pretty and i just tried to make her jealous oh my that's how she broke up with me <laughs> oh my god so some you know, so so you know what trivia, trivia, we were children. you know do you know we call um heartbreak now what? Breakfast. breakfast. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get everybody get their breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's wild now that breakfast um breakfast plays out on social media. Oh yes, you know that's something I don't like about current life. Like it's almost like now, you know, if something is not on social media, it's not, it's it's not, not real or it's not existent or it's not happening. And I tell people that you see, if you are truly happy, yeah, you won't have time to post. That, that's just my well, that's my truth mm. right i know everybody has their truth yeah. right uh, and maybe some people if you're out babe in a nice place you know you're looking at you have nice beachfront property there's you know fair enough and you're cuddling will you pick up your phone no pick up your phone now i mean, remember your phone be all up in there and if you aim to make people call <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> you have no business with your phone, phone at all. Oh <laughs> so, so for me, and truly, another thing. Let, let me give you an example. Like in my school, in high school, there was a guy, Louis Marie de Castle Baljack. He was one of French royalty that survived the French Revolution. Oh, okay. Descended from that. Wow. And this guy was. Still, I, I still talk about him till today. I'm 39. I mm-hmm. met this guy when I was 16. Mm-hmm. When you see him, you know, he looks like a French prince. Tall, all of that blonde hell. That. But this guy was humble as hell. He will see you come in. He opens the door. He holds the door for you down to earth. You know, just... 
and then you put on TV at night when Ghetto Man is with the president in his suits at a gala. You know, he was just very down to earth. And for me, it just go if you have it, if it has settled, you don't make you noise about it. Mm. You don't, what am I putting my car on social media for? You know, but at the same time, I'm not an entertainer. I know that's part of entertainment yeah, 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 as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So that's different. I'm not an entertainer. I use my social media as a tool to get my thoughts out. and my vision out. That's yeah. where it starts and ends. I don't put my personal life on social media. You know, I try to keep some things for myself in this world that we're currently in. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. What do you what do you think about comedy? Do you, do comedy. you pay attention to comedy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's I, your I, favorite I, comedian? Both like both foreign, foreign and, and Nigerian. Oh, foreign has to be Dave Chappelle. Oh, you like on. him? Oh, I love Dave Chappelle. Come on, I want to love Dave Chappelle. I come love on, Dave I don't think he's too controversial. No, no, no. Dave Chappelle is extremely intelligent. I mean, to be a comic that has lasted that long, you have to be extremely intelligent. Another person I quite like is Trevor Noah. I never expected that he would have done. That great. Justice, yeah, because yeah. yeah. the person before him was, was uh, just what just just Stewart. Stewart is another just intelligent was guy, yeah. very intelligent, you know. And I love watching stuff that I feel like I'm learning something. I, my brain cells are connecting and they are getting you know smarter, not yeah. like um, in terms true. of Nigerian comedians. I mean, there, there are a number of them that are quite creative. I might not be able to remember all of them right now. Um, so I'm not going to try. But so, there are a number of them. And I love the industry. I love the fact that it's creating lots of jobs. Jobs. Yeah. It's productivity. It's production. And just understanding what it takes to put all of that. I know how many people are getting employed, how much money is being generated, and all that is a beautiful thing. So yeah. it comi- okay. Sorry. I want to talk about Michael Blackson. Okay, go, go ahead. So um something was trending on social media. Um, you know, this, this comedian Michael Blackson. His yes. name is Michael Blackson. He was talking about he had an interview with his wife and they were talking about their Having marriage. His side chick. Oh, you saw that I one. Think. You saw that one. So for someone who has been married for a minute, yeah. I'm gonna ask you two questions, right? What's a minute or how how long have you been married? Um going on four years now. Okay. Mad, That's mad. So for someone who has been married for a minute, um <coughs> do you what do you think about polygamy? And what do you think about the talk that men sometimes need to step out to be happy? You want to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Please don't attack that. You want to get me in trouble. You know, honestly, honestly. Hmm. See, I cannot even answer this question honestly. Thank you. Let me just be honest with you. Um, because my wife is going to listen to this podcast. Is she now? Shout out to your wife. And um, Madam, we stand on your mandate. <laughs> On your mandate, we stand. <laughs> My mother will listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> ones will. But okay, let me just say something. Yes. I think that with Christianity coming to Africa, a lot of things changed. Society has literally forced us to be constricted in these new devices, right? Um, that we have to do a lot of work to thriving hmm. when i say work i'm talking about conditioning you need to understand the age at which you start being conditioned that is one man one woman from the day you start going to sunday school that's wild <laughs> that's wild sunday from, school from the day they yeah. tell you adam and eve story <laughs> much. so there's a serious conditioning that happens just as there's a conditioning in islam that allows for a woman to be okay sharing her husband with three other women hmm. Hmm. Right? Because hmm. that's also is a conditioning. Yeah, it's a conditioning. And it's quite interesting because the founders of both religions are pretty much brothers. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, actually. So you have one God that's telling one, eh, you can drink, but you can only have one wife. The other one is saying, you cannot drink, but you can have four. Four wife. <laughs> so it's like, wait. So, so, um, I think that if people are brave enough yeah to be able to say you know and they also learn themselves early enough they learn themselves to be able to say you know i can do this or i can't do this i can't do this, this and is then for they me, marry this is a woman that can handle that reality then life will be easier because there are a lot of people that you know things happen you enjoy yourself it leads to a lot of heartbreak you know Emotions are caught during the process. Men and women. Yes. Right. There are guys that have another woman in their life that they're deeply in love with. Right? But society will not really allow that just to blossom. To slide. And then you have, you know, your wife at home that will not necessarily be happy with that. The embarrassment that comes with it in society and society, all of that. Yeah. And so it's, it's tough it's tough but another thing that and that goes back to this thing like everybody putting their business out there on social media i just i divorced i broke up my husband is this my ex is this all these people don't care about you just hmm. on the news and they just want news and they'll go you will just you will continue living on that scar for the rest of your life doesn't make sense doesn't make sense um as as someone who is you know from like a privileged family you're a married man you tick all the boxes for a lot of women and you are married a married man tick a lot of boxes yes, for the women excel are you serious I have, now? i have a friend that is that wears a fake wedding ring because, because he, he will tell he gets a lot more babes when he wed, wedding ring than when i can't even not. dispute with that because i can't even dispute that because that's your reality but when people say that it's always weird that people say that women will chase is. you more when you're married it well is. i think it's that there's is. a base understanding that the guy has a responsibility he's responsible he's meeting responsibilities yeah there's also a base subconscious understanding that he can make a commitment he can't he can he can because he's already made one and he's handling it is it's complex very complex he told me this thing and literally even till today or maybe he recently got married i don't know i don't think he's married yet but he so first of all our work they take him more seriously yeah these are men and then with girls he gets more babes so what i was doing is you hit taking these boxes i mean you're running for governor come on you know how do you deal with the girl <laughs> I mind my. <laughs> you deal with the garden. I mind my business, my brother. You run away, you run away from <laughs> the garden. I mind my business. You see, uh, I just subconsciously say it's not my business. Vote for me. <laughs> vote for me. What do you do for fun? Vote for me. What do you like to do for fun? We've already talked about that earlier. No. That's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. Oh! 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 <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, okay, 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 uh, something, something else, uh, I love sailing, sailing is a passion, that's actually mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I went to MIT, okay. yeah. I went sailing, I love sailing, I love um, art, okay, I'm very passionate about history, okay, 
African history especially because I feel that as Africans, black people, we don't really know our history. That's why the greatness that we achieved and civilizations that we built. So we are always looking outside of ourselves to solve our problems. Like nine out of 10 Africans believe that it was white people that built the pyramids in Egypt. It was built by Africans, hmm. black Africans. And these civilizations actually came all the way down to West Africa, have links with Yorubas, have links with Benin, have links with even Igbos. Yes. Hmm. Yes. If, if you want to know more, just follow my Instagram, JRV Lagos. It's literally a highlight. And you see the similarities between Egypt, ancient Egypt and Yoruba, literally in words, like hmm. words, words that mean the same thing. In Yoruba language and ancient um, Medunata. So we have someone from from PDP, like someone that you know is a, is a part of the party here with us. I, yes. I need to ask you this: How? What is the situation with this Jonathan decamping thing? Is it is that really? Yeah, a thing? I think that has yeah. died. I think what was what happened was some major power blocks in the APC wanted Jonathan, and Jonathan also uh, shout out to him. He was smart about it. He said. I must be the only candidate. I'm not going to go to a primary with other people because by the time he comes, imagine level of disgrace. Yeah, yeah. His political career is completely killed if that happens. Hmm. You know, so he, that that's dead. I don't think he's running. Yeah, yeah he's, not, he's running. not running. That's so he's left that. Um, something I was going to mention earlier, and because I tracked, I forgot. But is the fact that Lagos is the home. Or the hub, rather, of the creative industry. Nigeria. Exactly. You know, I don't know if you, and that's something you've recognized. Of course. I don't know if, if there are certain uh, plans or policies policies you have in mind specific. Oh yeah. For the creative industry, if yeah. you'd like to share. Yeah, you know, for me, the creative industry is just to enable them as much as possible. Festivals, tax credits. Mm. You know empowering them with when i say tax credits i don't just mean deduction from taxes i'm talking about actually getting access to funding right because look hollywood the idea of hollywood is more than most countries yeah it is it's crazy and you have solid tech you know setups Mm. and art setups creatives in lagos in lagos state and it can be so much more Right, investing in them, not just doing lip service or calling them when it's time for elections and stuff like that. Right, so, <laughs> so ensuring that ensuring that they are actually thriving, right? Actually thriving from things like independent power generation, so that our sound will not be lost. Yeah, <laughs> the way it happens, <laughs> you know. So actually encouraging master classes actually bringing them into the education system as well so mm-hmm. you have mentorships that bringing more young people into the space directly as well from the directly from universities as well so it's things like that and to be sitting down the creative ecosystem to map out a way forward right so i'm not somebody that believes that i know it all yeah i feel that to have successful policy implementation you must carry the stakeholders along, along. and they must be able to chat out with you a way to achieve this vision. They will also tell you right? what their pressure points what, are. Exactly. That's it. What their pressure points are. If you have a situation where you're creating a space where rents are much lower so that people can come in there and actually produce things, you're getting equipment for them so they don't have to tie in huge capital to be able to get started. These are things that would then ultimately generate more income on the long run 
which will lead to more taxes for the one, state. One of the one of the biggest, biggest, biggest <laughs> problems with Nollywood is filming. When they have to film, like and those guys, yeah, they will oh come and start asking them for God. money and stuff it's like that. Course. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. A, it's yeah. stressful. Yeah, they're yeah. always posting videos about it and talking about the, yes. the issues they face yes. while filming. And, and that is also because, I mean, when you see what the government does with people, mm. the lodgers does with people, automatically at that level they feel entitled. Yeah, they feel paid. it is their right. Yeah. Yes. You owe me this money for doing this thing on the road. On, okay, yeah. you, not paid, you probably you don't even pay tax. own the road. <laughs> you don't pay tax. You don't, yeah. not probably. You don't. You know, so those are things that need to change. That need to change from the top. Hmm. So tell us, what are the three songs you're listening to right now? Your favorite songs right now? Three. Hey. Before we started, you mentioned Buga. Yeah, Buga. Buga is a song I'm, I'm liking right now because mm-hmm. Daniel does a good job when he. He's trying. He's doing really he, good. He does a good job. Um, I like this. I first class. What's this? Jackalo. 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 I like that song. First class. Yeah. Yeah. I think also because it's the remix to a song a that, I, of that a, was really big. Glamorous Fergie. 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 Glamorous. Yeah. Glamorous. Yeah. And I really like that song when it yeah. came out. So I yeah. like what Harlow did with it. Yeah. And then there's a, uh, there's a Yoruba song I used recently. Like I said, most of these new songs, I get them off the background on Instagram videos, right? Yeah. The reels. So, the reels. Yeah. So the reels. I don't really know the names the of the songs. I yeah. just know like, that you I like, really the, like song. the song. Yeah. Okay, so how can we, the primaries are, you know, the primaries are upon us and all of that. How optimistic are you, one? And secondly, what can we do to, what can, uh, what can we do to, 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 help? to support, to support, support you? GRV. Well, I'm I'm very optimistic. Hmm. I ran ten local governments, Senate. I have personal relationships across these ten local governments. Um, after the elections, I not just go and sleep. Hmm. I not go and sleep. I Six. went to court. I went to tribunal. Took APC to court. I was took bossing. APC to court. Oh yeah. Why did you do that? Please tell us that because, story quickly. Because because in my strongholds, they tried to call. Inconclusive elections. Ah. Ah. So they use all their area boys there. And then That's in the thing, name actually. of violence, they now said the result there was inconclusive. Ah. Right? And then there are strongholds where elections went peacefully. They called those ones. Hmm. And then the margin between myself and Yai, Olamiliko Solomon, was less than the number of people whose votes were disrupted. Mm. But mm. INEC also played a part in not coming to court when they're supposed to come, blah, blah, blah. But we've learned our lessons. You know, we're better, we're back, we're stronger. So you came close, actually. Oh, yeah. Came close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the most votes in Lagos State after Article. And hmm. aside from that, so in that whole process of going to court, you've proved to the party that you're a fighter. Mm. Mm. you prove to the party that you're not one of those people that they'll be asking, has he collected money from APC? Is he yeah. working on APC? The party wants a young person. They're clamoring for it. They want a young person to be in charge. They want youth to be in power. You know, what they saw with the NSARS really motivated and gave them respect mm. for youth in politics. And like I said, I was 35 when I ran a Senate. That's a big deal. You know, so the party is very open to youth in power. And we're doing our work. We're doing mm. our work. I'm not new to this, you know. We're doing our work. So by God's grace, I'll emerge the candidate of the Lagos State PDP and the youngest governor in Nigeria. 
in 2023. And that's some period. Yeah. <laughs> so what can we do to support you? Support me. Um, well. First of all, follow him on socials. Follow yeah. me on social media. How active are you on social media? I am, a, I'm a, I'm quite active. Yeah, I mean, are you I just, sure? I just, I, just made, I just made it real. Ah! You, yeah, yeah. I'm actually quite proud of that. Yeah. I made it real. You didn't do it yourself on your social media handle. I did it myself, actually, when I was downstairs waiting for you in the conference room. He yeah. waited for us for over an hour. Shout out Can to you. Can you imagine? Shout out to you. Shout out to such a good point. We have to apologize to Badego because we delayed by over an hour. Um, it's pause. I don't say it's African time. It's pause time. Pause, pause did that to us. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. But I, I'm happy to hear that something productive came out of oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I don't waste my time, but I make sure things are productive. So you made your first reel, not my first one. I just made one. Okay. I, it was I used the background sound of a recross. Is I woke up this morning, so it's right time for me to boss up. Yeah, <laughs> it was a nice video of me walking yeah. out of uh, a place where we had a campaign meeting. So um, I'm quite active on social media, mm. and uh, yeah, so follow me on social media. I do a lot of work to demystify the process of politics. Mm. I do a lot of voter education online as well and explain why it's important for you to get involved, you know? So follow me on there. If you're touched to donate money to our campaign, we need to take care of delegates so we don't find ourselves in a delegate <laughs> position. Yeah. You can always donate, reach out. <laughs> And do that. Let's do this together. It's our project and it's our Lagos. One of like, one of the things I'm looking forward to this election in general at all stages is the primaries. And I'm aside from the, the as, far, as far as far as as much as there are a lot of um, unique situations, right? Yes. In the presidential level. I remember there was a culture of watching primaries at home. Oh really? There was a time, yeah. There was a time in this country. Everybody, when when is the primaries, we are all at home. NTA, uh, uh, the P, the PDP, the PDP women are coming right now. <laughs> the, the, this thing, it was a culture. Oh, that thing. was a thing. Yes, it was. And then the internet came, and maybe not so much. Yes. You know, we got distracted by. So I feel like this particular election, all of us go bam. We need to declare both APC and PDP I'm, primary I'm, days, I'm a- public holidays. <laughs> We all man balance for us. Wait, oh, yeah. wait, 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 when is the primaries happening for for Lagos Day? It was supposed to be on Monday. Okay. Oh, okay. this Monday, but it's been moved to Thursday. Next week. Yes. Ah, best I, of luck. It might move. It might move again. again because there's ah. some there's some issues with the electoral bill that's going to affect who is going to be a delegate. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. one. Two. The PDP and EPC are playing mind games with themselves. Who you, go first? They also see yes. who comes out from the other party. Because, uh, you know, you need to manage it because if you don't do it properly, people will then start decamping. Yes. The gate is shut, the gate is shut. The, you cannot you decamp. Can, you just mm, stay where you are. They, they're, they're checking the other person. Let's exactly. see who they, who they yeah. filled. Yes. Shout yeah. out to you. Thank you so much for coming on no the problem. pod. We a good, had an amazing time. Thank you so time. much for coming through. G, uh, at GRV Lagos. Yes. GRV Lagos. Yes. yes. Across all social, across uh, all social media platforms. Shout out to you and thank you for taking women's orgasm seriously. Um, always. <laughs> always. <laughs> Female voters are welcome. <laughs> nice. <To> vote <laughs> for GRV. Also, the male voters vote for GRV. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you so we much. out, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.